Okay. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. We're also going live out on Facebook as well. So if you're live with us on Facebook, please pop a comment on where you're watching from or listening from. Uh, you're listening to the Boostly podcast. This is the podcast that gives hosts the tools, the tactics, the trainings, and most importantly, the confidence to go out there and get more direct bookings. My name is Liam Carolan. I'm Mark Simpson's co-host. And tonight we are doing the Spotlight series, which shines the Boostly spotlight on people, services, and businesses that you need to know about as a short-term rental host. Uh, today, we've got Jeremy Weirden from uh, B&B Calc. He is also a short-term rental investor and a real estate investor. I'm excited today to dive into uh, what his product does and to find out more about his business. So uh, thank you very much and uh, welcome along, Jeremy. Liam, thank you for having me. Excited to be here. So uh, if you could introduce yourself, uh, where in the world your business is based and uh, anything else you'd like to share with us? Yeah, so uh, I live in New York City, USA. Uh, however, none of my actual real estate or short-term rental properties are here. So uh, I'm from North Carolina and that's where I started. I actually initially, just kind of give you a little context on my background. Um, I graduated from school in 2019. I was working for a private equity startup in New York City. And then in March of 2020, COVID hit, the world changed. I moved home and I was a little bit bored and restless and also uh, had some concern about my financial situation and my, and my salary. Uh, it actually got cut at the beginning of COVID. So I needed to create my own business. And initially, I actually, I don't know if you guys in the UK watched the Ozarks on TV, but I was watching that show, uh, which is about growing businesses on a lake in Missouri. And there was a lake close to me in North Carolina that I thought I could start a business on. And I did. I started a boat rental business. So I really ventured into short-term rentals initially through a boat rental operation on a local lake. Different people who are renting boats were either looking at buying houses or may have already owned them and just kind of got into conversation about helping them rent their properties out on Airbnb and other short-term rental platforms. So I initially started on Airbnb as a co-host. Uh, I, I used the rental arbitrage method. I have bought properties. I've purchased eight to this point, And I have you know pooled money from investors in order to buy those properties. I have an Airstream camper that I've put up on Airbnb, which I consider quote unquote glamping. And I have developed software that helps Airbnb investors around the world underwrite deals, do quick pro forma financial analysis, and get an understanding of what the revenue and expense variables are that will help them, uh, you know, help them either be successful or at least know, hey, this actually doesn't look like, you know, it'll be a successful opportunity. That's really cool. I mean, there's a lot of strings to that bow, isn't there? And uh, the first <laughs> one I really want to dive into is, is the calculator, because I know there'll be a lot of people listening to this who is thinking, well, you know, they're either looking to get into uh, short-term rental, or perhaps they've already got a few properties considering others. What does the calculator, I guess, what what, what benefits does it bring the end user? Um, how can they use it? And what makes it different from, I mean, some of the calculators, there's there's things out there. What what makes it unique? Yeah, so, so let me give a little context. So when I started, I did not have a lot of money. Uh, I actually put all my money into, into boats. And I wanted to buy properties. I wanted to get into Airbnb. I was doing, you know, I was managing other people's properties. I was doing some arbitrage, but I really, I really wanted to buy. And in order to buy, I needed money. So early on, I had to do like pretty, 
don't want to say sophisticated because, but just I had to do, you know, pro forma financial analysis. I had to underwrite properties and I had to make sure that they were going to be successful, uh, successful deals. And I'd send them to investors. I had to send that to banks. I just needed everybody online to give a 23-year-old money. So that's what I did. I, I did a lot of models, a lot of spreadsheets and did it that way. And I was just like, honestly, this spreadsheet is just not, there, there can be a better tool than this. A lot of the data that I'm pulling from is online. Uh, there's a lot, there's short-term rental data providers. There's, you know, real estate tax data providers. There's just a lot of information I can get online. And at the, the way I'm doing it, I'm just copying and pasting to a spreadsheet, which I can't really do on my phone. I have to be sitting down at a computer and, you know, I'm, I'm 26, but if I can do something on my phone, I'd rather do it on my phone, uh, like some other people. So really we built a mobile first application that makes it easy to run the numbers on an Airbnb uh, short-term rental investment opportunity. That's cool. And especially, I mean, there's a lot more people now moving into management or like looking for investors and that side of things. So this tool can really help them with, with assessing and like you say, just, just seeing what opportunities there are in the market. What is your history? So is this something that came along because you used it first? Is this how that's been developed? And if you take us back to those early days in the first few deals, how has things changed from then to if you had this calculator now? Yeah. So initially, exactly. You hit the, you hit the nail on the head, built it for myself and, and my team because the issues we were having is I send something to an investor. I have to send them a spreadsheet and then I have to, you know, I have to email it to them. I have to then hop on a Zoom to walk them through the spreadsheet. It was just an, it was a tedious process. So now I can, just send them a share link on my phone. So I can just text an investor a share link. They can click it. They can see it's super readable. It uh, gives you a really good idea of what, you know, the return profile and really the, again, the revenues, expenses, all that good stuff. So that was a huge pain point for myself was just because I had been running the numbers on so many deals. And I'd been, I thought that method of sharing these opportunities with investors was just really bad. So yeah, it was a pain point that I felt myself, but I did kind of know that I believe other people will have this pain point too. I don't think I'm alone in this and it's definitely proven true. And again, that's probably more so just like individual understanding of, of again, your revenue expense items and ultimately where your profit's going to come. That's something that if you're a diligent investor, if you're getting an Airbnb, you should do. And like, I'm not going to tell you to use my tool or use a spreadsheet, do whatever you want. But you should do that in the first place. If you want to do it the easiest and best, you know, quickest way, best way possible, use use BNB Calc. But investors everywhere, like you need to run the numbers on any investment opportunity and understand. I, I just say I put the emphasis on just understand what the variables that go into the investment are and what they mean. Do you think there's a big gap still in the market between the kind of real estate apps where you can purchase properties and the gap between people who are purchasing properties or looking for properties for short-term rental, that there's kind of the marrying up of kind of average daily nights and the income you can make for short-term rental versus the standard, hey, here's the real estate, you can buy it for this much. Do you think there's still that gap to be bridged? Oh, 100%, uh, 1,000%. I mean, I even see people who are in short-term rentals and in Airbnb and they don't really understand understand things. And, and then, like, I know I go to conferences and, and I, I talk to a lot of people 
like a lot of people don't when they buy something and this could you know be a long-term rental this could be a commercial property or an airbnb they generally just have like one qualitative factor that made them think it was good or like a lot of times i hear oh my realtor told me this would be a good investment because the area is good because this is a good market to buy in quote unquote a good market and i'm like that's all you you did you 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 saw, or maybe you saw that some social media influencer purchased a property in you know the smoky mountains or you know if you look if you follow me you find the lake i i bought several houses on and just automatically assume that it's a good place like people don't really look at the quantitative they more look you know the qualitative is is easier and that's how people get in trouble is because again they just don't understand the variables that go into being successful at this you mentioned that you've um, used some of these numbers to to gain investors. And I know there's something which a lot of people listening are going to be interested in. Can you talk us through kind of the process of how you've done it in your business? What worked for you where you've got your kind of spreadsheets, but how do you convey that to investors? Yeah, definitely. And again, the context for me is, you know, I was I was young. I wanted to get in this game. I wanted to buy real estate. I wanted more Airbnb listings. And I lacked two things. A, I lacked money. I mean, I, I needed to, every dollar I put into something needed to print $10. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't put a dollar in and get two cents back. Uh, B, I lacked financing. I didn't even have a credit card until I was 21 years old. So not only did I lack actual cash, I lacked financing. I couldn't get loans for properties. So I had to not only leverage other people's money, but I had to leverage other people's financing. And that meant like, getting someone on board to like sign on to a loan, you know, having someone give you cash is one thing, but having someone essentially, you know, be, be, a, be essentially like a facilitator between someone else and a bank, which is what I was, that's a process where you need every, like you need just good communication, uh, good resources, investment criteria, uh, investment pitch materials, pro forma financial analysis. Like that's, that's imperative to, again, not only investors, but also the financing necessary to fund these investments. 100%. Do you still have your short-term rentals then? So has that business increased in size as oh, well? Yeah. As, yeah. Oh, yeah. What does that look like today? Yeah, so I've, I've 20, 25 Airbnb listings. They pull in well over a million dollars or over a million dollars. I have a boat rental business still. I have seven boats. So yeah, my short-term rental operations are in the seven figures. I That allowed me to quit my job. That allowed me to go full-time. That allowed me to commit myself to developing software, BNB Calc, and really spending my time on pursuits that I enjoy. That allows me to post social media, uh, which I actually have a couple hundred thousand followers on social media now. So yeah, the Airbnbs in my portfolio is what, what gave me freedom. That's amazing. And uh, it's so impressive as well. I mean, I wish I knew this stuff, you know, I'm, I'm many years into, uh, into this journey before I uh, even got my first short-term rental or even new short-term rental. So I wish I knew uh, at your age what you know now. Which I is wish like, I knew when I was two years old. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wish this, I knew earlier. <laughs> it's a game changer, isn't it? So I'd love to talk about some of the tools you use within your short-term rental business. The 25 what kind of tech do you use in your business? Obviously, BNB Calc, but what kind of tools do you use in the day-to-day -day running? And 
I guess, what would be your top tips for, for the people listening? Yeah, so I use property management system, channel manager. So all your listings, whether they be on Verbo, Booking.com, Expedia, Airbnb, all in one place, automates calendar scheduling with your cleaners. So you don't have to text them when they need to come to a property. Also allows my virtual assistants to send the messaging to guests. So PMS, huge dynamic pricing software uh, is, is obviously important. And then that next uh, stage for me and something I should have definitely done earlier, and I know, I guess you'll, you'll like to hear this, but is a direct booking website is definitely, I would say is more important now than ever before. Uh, and definitely I see myself and I see other credible investors really in the last, I would say six months, a huge push to direct booking platforms. So important. And again, we, we haven't asked you to say that to all level, but it's a case. Of, um, <laughs> Mark, Mark didn't try to sell me at all on, on any, like he literally didn't try to sell me, which is maybe why I'm, I'm on here on today and why I like him so much. <laughs> it's, it's not his style at the end of the day it's, it's, yeah. it's the great thing about hospitality just sharing good information and at the end of the day if we can make uh some of that margin that the otas take from us and take back a little bit more control of our own land as mark says then uh it just makes sense right which is which is cool so what um would you go back and tell yourself if you could go back to 2019 what advice would you give yourself if you could you know in terms of to, to either speed up your journey which is quick anyway or just to uh push your journey faster down the down the line yeah that's a good that's a good question and i mean if i was going to go back you know 10 years i'd say get a credit card jeremy like get it as early as possible start building credit history because i now have great you know uh financing like you know i've had a couple of years of of credit history so like you know i can go and get a ton of you know credit card uh credit card money that I can use. Uh, I'm actually, I, I've never, I've purchased eight properties. I've never actually financed one myself. It's always been other people's financing or commercial commercial loans. So that being said, I just didn't know about anything about that world. And that's a world I've gotten into. And in hindsight, I mean, I would have gone bigger. I mean, I went pretty big. I can't say that I didn't, but there were times like I had a couple deals that like I was really, really, really confident about, but I like I just hadn't, you know, I hadn't done deals before. So, you know, I was like, maybe there's some variable that I'm I'm not thinking about. And like, just like for example, there was a house that we had under contract for 470 grand. This would have actually been like my first real like pool capital from a lot of different investors deal. And that same house is on the market today for three and a half million. A little over two years later. Granted, you know, being on the market and selling are two different things. But I just like I was I had a lot of conviction and I did act on it. But I should have just I should have acted more on it. <laughs> I should have done more. I, I, like I was I knew it was going to work. And I was I was so confident. And I could just like see, you know, the numbers made sense to me. But I feel like I did have like a little bit of, you know, risk. I felt that there was some risk. And now in hindsight, I'm like, dude, there was at least to me, like there's really not a lot of risk. Like the the numbers were there. You you can figure it out. Yeah, they say hindsight is a is a beautiful thing, isn't it? And ultimately, you know, it's easier when looking back to see the mistakes, isn't it? And there's there's always, I'm sure people listening can relate because there's always deals and opportunities which you just go, yeah, that didn't quite make sense at the time. But looking back, I should have done it 
you know, hundred percent, or even if it did make sense, but was a bit risky, um, you know, the- yeah, or, or just for context, like I, I do Airbnb arbitrage where I went properties from landlord and I re-rent them out, um, as furnished short-term rentals. And had I, you know, really developed my credit profile earlier, like the opportunities we saw in 2020, I mean, they're still good and, you know, I can still make money, but like there were some insane ones I could have done then. Uh, and I wouldn't have had to like even have a partner. I could have just had my, you know, commercial business credit card. And that would have allowed me to scale a portfolio a lot faster, but I just didn't have a credit card until, you know, a, a year or two before, which so in hindsight's 2020. Yeah, definitely. And you know what? It's, it's one of those things where I, I look back to some of the deals I could have got during the pandemic, which obviously would have been risky then, but the relationship it would have built and also it wasn't that risky looking looking back. And that is one of those things where they say, Warren Buffett is a quote, isn't it? To, to be brave yep. when others are, are afraid at the end of the day, because that is one of the things where you do just have to be really brave in in all business, don't you? And really be, be fearful when others are greedy or be greedy when others are fearful. That's it. I was butchering it, but yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, what I'm that here is, for. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just so true, isn't it? It's just very true. Quick break from the podcast to let you know that the two Boostly books that we brought out, the Book Direct Playbook and the Book Direct Blueprint, are two of the top rated and the best selling in the hospitality category on Amazon. For just two pounds, you can grab both of those books right now. The foundations and the structures that you need to put in place is in the blueprint. And then for 101 marketing tactics, that is in the playbook. So go and grab a copy on Amazon now. Just type in Book Direct Playbook or the Book Direct Blueprint. And uh, we'll see you on either side. So obviously you've got BNB Calc, you're doing your social media, uh, you've got the 25 units. Do you, who do you have in your team to help you with, with all this within the short-term rental uh, part of the business? Yeah, so at, at this point I have probably have like technically, so I have several different like what I would call operating businesses, but I also, you know, I have partnerships on different properties. So I definitely have like a pretty complicated web at this point, but I have um, actually, so I, uh, when I started doing social media, like a, a friend of mine reached out to me who wanted to get into the short-term rental game, uh, Blake, and I actually kind of just helped him early on, like helped him grow his portfolio, taught him everything I know. And he since now is a 13 listing portfolio and he has joined me uh, as kind of like my head of operations. Also, you know, I, I do now, you know, beyond just my friends, like, you know, if someone wants to hit me up and say, hey, Jeremy, can you help me be good at this? You know, we do we do offer that. So he he's a you know partner on that. And, you know, obviously someone who can speak to the, the system works. And uh, on the calculator, I have a co-founder, Parker, who's credible web developer, uh, tech savant. So I've, I've different partners kind of on that business level and then on like a operations level have a team of virtual assistants uh obviously have local cleaning crews handymen you know we have our local boat rental operators but yeah and then we have our virtual assistants in in the philippines that's cool that's cool and if somebody listening to this because there will be a lot of people listening to hospitality where you know it can be tough it's easter at the moment so there's a lot of uh, as we record this so there's a lot of people I've been sent a few messages today, you know, struggling with with some of the operational needs of of hospitality. What would you say to somebody, what advice would you have for somebody who is either looking for 
you know, business partner or staff members? Um, how do you go about building these relationships and, and building a web as you described it? Yeah, so if I'm, if I'm going to break that down and let's say I think partners was, was the first thing you said there. Uh, early on, I knew that I needed partners. I, I knew that, again, I had, I had resource constraints, uh, money being the number one thing. And, you know, you could time whatnot was important too. But the partners I picked early on to do deals with, I was like, I want to do this with folk who I will do more deals with. Like, who, like, I'm not trying to just like do one property and have it be some like happy, happy go thing. I want to, I want to, I want to take, I want to hit the ball out of the park. Like, I want to, I want to grow this. So early on, that was my criteria was who am I going to, who am I going to do more deals with? And that, you know, for the most part, I was right. And then for the times where folk weren't really interested in, you know, doing more things and maybe they just wanted money, bottom out, you know, which is totally fine. Every, everybody's happy there. But that was my criteria for me. Every, it might be different for somebody else uh, who brings things to the table I don't have and then who will help me grow and continue uh, continue this over time. So that that's in terms of partners. What what was the second uh, second component? Staff in general. So where to go to find virtual assistants or or or, or staff? Yeah. So my first, uh, you know, when I was doing the boats and when I was doing the co-hosting and, and arbitrage, I needed local teams. So I mean, initially the way I did it was largely word of mouth, which in hindsight, you know, I don't. There's definitely platforms out there for that. You live and you learn. But granted, we did start in largely rural areas where actually it is kind of, you know, Facebook groups, more word of mouth. Uh, but since we've done more urban, urban places are easy, to be frank. Like if you're doing a city and you can't find a cleaner, you got to look at yourself in the mirror. I mean, you can use Google, Turnover, BNB, Thumbtack. There's just a ton of websites. So local crews. Uh, and then we have our virtual crews which again, you can find them on different websites, Fiverr, Online Jobs, PH. Uh, there's a multitude of, of places to find virtual assistants. But what's really important is syncing you know, your, your, your virtual teams with your local teams and just having, you know, if something happens, what is the process for responding to it? And as new things happen, you document, you know, let's say, for instance, a situation today, a guest poured soda in a hot tub at one of the properties. You know, our local crew says, hey, we need to drain the pool and refill it. That's going to cost this much money. Then our virtual team knows to, you know, this is a verbo booking so they can pull from the damage deposit, document, you know, have pictures to document the damage, go on to the next one. So it's really just like processes. And, you know, as a, you know, I guess a, as the guy in charge, it's really for me just making sure that you know things are happening as they should and yes. holding those responsible uh, responsible when things aren't happening as they should. That makes sense. And um, what I really admire uh, about you, Jeremy, is the fact that you've done a lot of these things in a very short space of time. And a lot of people we talk and to, and I still have my hair. I know you still got your hair, unlike me and Mark. Like, um, what, Don't mean to what, pick pick on you guys. <laughs> it's uh, it's one of the prerequisites to to um, be a host on the podcast. Now it's, it's a, a wig. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 kidding you. Um, but one of the things that I can see is speed has been so important to your journey. You know, doing the arbitrage, the investment, the calculator. You're really 
not letting uh, things slow you down, which is something which a lot of people get stuck into. One thing I'd really love to know would be, is has the social media following really helped your journey? And if so, what would you say to somebody out there who's worried about getting seen on social media and putting themselves out there? Yeah, uh, to me, like early on, I just kind of did it. A, it was during COVID, just kind of joking around with boats initially. It was just kind of what I did. And early, I think I kind of had that like early positive stimulus for like one of my first posts did really well. Mm -hmm. So if that hadn't have happened, would I have been doing it up until this day? I don't know. But either way, I just kind of did it. I didn't really take it seriously and really think about all the opportunities that would come from it. Uh, until later, when I just started, you know, seeing how my peers were, you know, and honestly, what they were doing with digital products. And and that was kind of, you know, with BNB Calc, I was like, all right, can create a software and have an audience for that software as beta users, you know, I could early on, I said, Hey, who wants to help us test this? And you know, I got 20 people who reached out to test it. Great. Here's your login. Let me know if you find any issues or what your thoughts are with things. So yeah, just, it's extremely helpful to have, like, I can just go on my phone and post a story and, you know, people are serious amount of people are going to look at it. Uh, so yeah, definitely. I personally believe the social is extremely valuable. I definitely invest a lot into it, uh, now more than ever. And, you know, over time, I just think, you know, it's going to be more and more valuable. Cool. That's cool. If you're struggling on how to get direct bookings and overwhelmed on where to start, then I recommend you go and book in a call with Boostly and our team right now. We can walk you through exactly what we're offering, how we can help you and give you a portfolio of websites that we have worked with that are matching not only your niche, but could be in your location as well. Boostly has helped over 2,000 hospitality businesses all over the world increase their direct bookings. And if you are interested, then all you need to do is go to Boostly, B-O-O-S-T-L-Y.co.uk forward slash call and book in an appointment with one of our sales team. What does the future hold for, for your businesses? Yeah, good good question. Uh, so I definitely, again, I, I'm a big proponent of owning real estate in the long run. Uh, I'm sorry you're not in the US, but the our government gives obscene tax advantages to those who own real estate. I'm sure they also do similar things in the UK. Not, but, not as much as they used to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, we okay. wish they did. <laughs> but I mean, I'm at a point now that was not a point I was two years ago where I was buying real estate and thinking about tax advantages. But now a couple of years later, situations change. But yeah, I want to own, own more and more real estate. Uh, and the means of building a capital base to buy real estate, definitely there. I mean, developing, you know, I, I, I always thought that I was going to, you know, work on startups and different things. And then when I had experience actually kind of working for startups and the whole fundraising process and, and that kind of annoyed me. And I said, Hey, if I can build a bit of business, you know, an Airbnb business that actually creates cash flow that allows me to invest in well, more real estate or startups, tech, that would be awesome. So that's really, it's just, you know, using my quote unquote freedom now to fund passion product projects and also purchase more, more real estate. So that's really the goal is just pursue passion projects and trying to grow the calculator. It might turn into something, you know, 10 years from now, the calculator could be completely different than it is today. We could have expanded it, you know, to something unimaginable at this moment. But that's I'm willing to, you know, kind of live, live and live by day to day and 
go after, you know, listen to people around me, have conversations and see what are different products I can build. That'll be cool. Nice. And I'm definitely going to, I'm going to coin that term from you, which is pursue passion projects. I like that. PPP. PPP. PPP um, loan. Thank you. Shout out to the US government for that one. <laughs> <laughs> so we've, uh, as we reach towards the end of these, uh, these podcasts, we love to ask just a couple of uh, fun sort of questions and just to switch up a little bit. You mentioned earlier on that you like to use your phone and obviously prefer to do things on apps. What are your top used apps and, and why? Um, and are there any kind of ones which, you know, you use, which you've said, you know what, this has really helped me on my journey. BNB Calc, number one, it is a web application. So don't, don't go to your iOS or Android store. Just go to bnbcalc.com. It's a web app. So number one, obviously. Two, that's a good question. I use my calendar now. I didn't ever actually use a calendar. Like for me, like I was like, I want to get that freedom. And to, early on, freedom to me meant I don't have anything on my calendar. <laughs> that was like my first first thing. So like Airbnb allowed me to like not have anything on my calendar. And then, you know, I, I said, all right, what's next? I have nothing on my calendar. Like, what do I what do I do? And that like I got my virtual assistants in place. Like I now and this was probably May of because like I literally went house to house to house. Like when we bought properties, I, I wasn't just like, oh, we bought them. And next day they were on my Airbnb on my phone. Like we transformed properties. So I, I did go a year. Uh, actually probably closer to 18 months, like, like being like a real estate, kind of like a flipper in a way. Mm -hmm. We didn't sell the properties, but we really renovated them. And like to keep costs low, I did a lot of the renovations and work on them, you know, myself, or I found some inexpensive labor by, you know, drive, literally in some senses, like driving around town and finding people. <laughs> so that, that was a lot of work. Like that was intensive. And then once kind of decided and, in May of 2021, like, all right, this is my last house for now. I did do another one in November, but I actually did that one kind of remotely. Uh, I was actually in France the first month when we bought that. So my goal at the time was like, let's free up, let's get some virtual assistance. Let's, let's free up my calendar, you know, let's, let's, and then kind of did that. Uh, and then it was like, all right, I've wanted to build this software, uh, this calculator application. Let's do it. So partnered with my friend, did that. Um, got that going, had people using that and people were using it. I would, I would demo it with people and like, I would show them and then they'd be like, well, show me more, you know, like how you know, this is one part of the equation, but how else, like, can I be successful? Like what else, what else is there for me to do? And I said, well, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. So, and that was like my kind of my kick in the butt to start a, a coaching program. So I did start a coaching program after launching the calculator. I started that in, I think, October. Launched the calculator in August. Did coaching program in October. And now, honestly, my calendar is full of just talking with my mentees. Like, I, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I need to free up my calendar. Now it's yeah. full with, but it's that's cool. What, that's what busy people do, isn't it? It's like, hey, I've created this. Now I want to free myself from it. And then... Uh, you, you fill the calendar again, don't you? The cycle continues, which is is amazing. So when it comes down to, uh, this is a fun one that we like to ask from time to time, who would play you in a movie about your life? Good question. I mean, I think I can learn acting. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I think, you're I very much a hands-on, do-it-yourself kind of guy. Like, yeah, uh, actually, I got, I got reached out to like uh, by a producer who pitches TV show concepts and he created a little sizzle reel 
uh, to for like a reality TV show it hasn't gone anywhere. But that got me thinking, like, I could do that. You know, I, I don't know. I think I I played King Midas in <laughs> elementary school. Fair <laughs> Why enough. do I need someone else to play me? That's the first time we've had I play it myself. That's cool. Um, and uh, which means I probably won't have a movie. <laughs> in all honesty. <laughs> so, what resources would you recommend other than Rich Dad Poor Dad? Would you recommend somebody go and check out? They can be. I wouldn't recommend across. Rich Dad Poor Dad. <laughs> you wouldn't recommend it. Fair enough. Is that everyone's answer? Honestly, so many people say it. it's it's the number one answer, which is why we always say, "Hey, not not Rich Dad Poor Dad." Um, you know what, this is a good time as well, because it could be, we, it can be a podcast, it can be a book, it can be a movie, but just before, while you're thinking about that, it's worth mentioning that you've just got onto Hospitality FM yourself, haven't you, with, uh, with Will? I have, yes, yes. Uh, Will and, and Mark, Mark didn't make the introduction, but I would say he was, uh, he was the, Will, if you're listening, I think you owe that to Mark, to be honest. He was your hype man. Um, Awesome. So yeah, I and I guess so. If I tell them to listen to something, listen to my podcast. It I did launch it. I did a soft launch a few weeks ago, and I called it the Jeremy Worden podcast because I couldn't really think of a name for it at the time. And it wasn't honestly initially. People that I interviewed were not even short term rentals specific. But then I went to, you know, I got onto this hospitality podcast network, and you know, for it to to really take advantage of the network itself probably should actually be hospitality related no it's cool as a hey it's a name that won't change do you know what i mean you can yeah. uh, your own name it's your own brand isn't it it's cool exactly but i do i do think i'm gonna niche it down to short-term rentals it won't only be airbnbs because again i do boat rentals so mm-hmm. it, you know people doing turo people doing glamping probably you know talk to them as well as well as you know short-term rental data providers and, and businesses but yeah so if you're listening to this, I think I'm thinking of changing the name to STR Pro Podcast because my, you know, my coaching program is BNB Pro. I just like pro, the word pro. So maybe that's what it's called at this point. TBD, I'm talking to Slickers on Wednesday. <laughs> Figure well, that out. Hey, they can uh, they can come find you. We're going to ask how people can come and follow you and find you in just a moment. But before we do, the question we always end with is, is there a mantra or saying that you really sort of resonates with you or one that you really believe in? Yeah. So I, I would say something I live by and I, I grew up playing basketball and, and this was definitely a, a quote that my coaches instilled me in me. Hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard. That's so true. And that, I know we mentioned it just before this, um, before the podcast, but it, t- it takes a little while to sink in that one does, uh, but it's so true, isn't it? If talent doesn't work. Only, hard, only Americans know hard work. So I can see it taking a while for it to it, sink into it's your a, British mind. It, it, it could just be late over here as well, to be honest. But, um, yeah, that, that makes sense. So thank you so much, Jeremy, for, for sharing your story. Um, and also BNB Calc, uh, how can everybody listening to this come and find out more information? Where should, uh, where should they go and check out? Yeah, so I'm active on social media. Instagram is is definitely the most active. So just at Jeremy Worden on on Instagram would be uh, would be the best. And you can go on TikTok too, Twitter as well. But I definitely recommend IG. IG, cool. And uh, for the calculator itself, the website again, we will add this to the show notes. But um, BNB Calc, so it's B N B C A L C dot com and uh, you can go and check out the calculator there as well if you're looking to invest in in real estate so yeah thank you so much jeremy was there anything we missed or any last moment shares before we bring it to a close 
No, I think I think uh, I think we've covered it all. And I thank you guys for having me. And also thank you guys for educating me, uh, Mark, educating me uh, last week on, you know, the value of direct booking platforms. So appreciate appreciate that information as well. Yeah, um, I certainly saw I've seen the intro. I've still not seen his whole speech at the STR Wealth Conference. So I know um, I know he started off with a bang with Will Slickers giving him a slap on stage. Yeah, actually, I heard him talk twice. And the second time I didn't. Because I um, there was like a prior session to it even starting that was like the the marketing session, and I went to that one. And to be frank, I'm pretty ADD. I can't. I feel like I get the hang. I get the idea of things, and I leave. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, all right, get the emails on, stay fi, build a direct booking site, do email marketing, <laughs> hire 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 Mark and Bootsley for the direct booking site. Got it. Okay, I can leave now. So that's about all I heard. The second time he talked, admittedly, I was standing in the back talking and they kept coming up to me to, and a bunch of other people to stop talking. But <laughs> I'm sure it was good that time too. Awesome, awesome. Well, it sounds like you're an action taker and uh, you know that's such a key thing. So thank you so much, Jeremy, for, for spending this time with us. And uh, yeah, I hope you have a great rest of your Easter Monday. Awesome. Appreciate you having me, Liam. You as well.